0: welcome to what have you i'm becca merkel and i'm rachel jankovic and here we are once again upon a thursday (laughs)
1: later later in the day hot pancakes we are cutting it podcast Even closer today mm-hmm. yep. so oh and we forgot to turn Rebecca's the ringers off text. the ringers she's not really committed to this podcast yeah. she's it's off now i turned it <laughs> off gosh yes. so anyways back up what have you been up to so many reckless things that i've been up to i well <laughs> well we took our boat out Oh, my
0: word. That's right. <laughs> the Merkles the have time. gone Merkley.
1: The thing is, is in our broader family, Merkel has become a verb. Yeah, they Merkled it. Yeah. We say that is totally Merkling it. Or somebody, even non-Merkles will say, well, we really Merkled that one. <laughs> and uh. Merkeling it can mean any number of things, but it, it usually means... I don't know. What does it mean? Getting yourself into predicaments means, that are no, reckless in the like, extreme. Like
0: for instance, if one evening at 10 30, we decided to remodel. <laughs> and, and, then, and so we just took out some, like the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> then that would be merking it. You don't have to have a plan. You just have, have to want to do true. it. That's not true.
1: We always feel like we have a plan. No, you do. But I think what I'm
0: saying is, not necessarily on a timetable or on a it's just well or or if you're really murkling it you might get both of your cars stuck in the mud in a field oh my word we did that Um, or you might end up somewhere with you know a broken down boat specifically why don't you tell this well
1: we drove up we've got gorgeous lakes around here in northern idaho so we took the boat first time out after the winter and Cordelline Lake, how long is This, oh, this It's got been be a like... real sponsor of Merkley. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, last year it wasn't. Last year it was pretty decent. Yeah,
0: like a year off of but, Merkley. real hard. Yeah, <laughs> last
1: year it was decent. I think because we were too busy remodeling the house to take it out anywhere. But this year, um, we took it out, and Cordelline Lake is where we went, and it's a very big lake. So we drove up it's like an hour drive away and then we went across the lake which was not very far it's just a couple miles to the mouth of a river and then went up the river and right. the the boat is being awesome That's totally great river right spokane river we were trying to get up to another lake that was the goal rock lake is that what it is no killarney but anyway oh. so we're trying to get up there we get i don't know i want to say it was maybe 15 miles but it's hard to guess when you're going on a boat. So maybe it was yeah. not that far, but it was a long ways up the chute. They sojourned and up the river. We went, it was a beautiful day. And I'd like packed food and it was just like a really nice little time. And then the boat starts making a noise <laughs> and then the boat just stops, just turns off. And a we are. A stopped boat would be a sign are, of Merkeling it. Literally we are up a Creek without a paddle. And so we, uh, <laughs> we, no paddle you don't even have an oar in your boat no i bet you do it's a ski boat why we have an oar in ours well we don't have one we had one water ski unprepared well uh, no we didn't we had i'm sure we had two water skis but anyway the point is is that there we are and it is not a swift moving river it is a real lazy river and a gorgeous one it's really pretty but the Basically, from once, a dead your, boat is yeah, fabulous. once your yeah, once your boat stops, it's not like you're going to quickly flow back. Well, to and where it's you not a from. heavily populated river. No, nope. It was no.
0: It's not like being on a river that is it no. houses. It's not like pull into the nearest dock no, no, and no. ask for help. It's like
1: meadows on either side. Yeah. There's mm. mountains. There's nature preserved. Nature. There's a lot of nature. In the end, what so much happens nature. is, is after we eat our foods. And we're still sitting there, and we're basically still looking at the same bush as when we started lunch. So it's like, right? We're so gonna wait, have your to boat take died, action. and then you had lunch first. Yeah. Okay. Why so not? you're like, well, well let's because just first, big. first is like, well, maybe we just need to give it a minute. You know, who? All oh, right, let it catch its breath. Let <sighs> it, let it take itself. You know, less seriously, and then we'll see how it goes. Okay. Does. Right. Anyway, so. So then uh, it's like, no, we're going to have to do something now. So (laughs) Ben and Judah, who is 12, they swim to the shore, leaving the rest of us in the boat. Right. And so it was really awesome. Ben swimming to shore with his shoes and his shirt in a grocery bag held above his head, you know, so that Mm. he can put his shoes on when he gets to shore. So we do that and we separate then, you know, because there they went. We don't know what their plan is. We continue to have cell service. No, not a lick of cell yeah. service. So this is Idaho. This is Idaho all. and we're way up in the Tulis of the mountains. And um, we just floated for, I want to say maybe an hour and a half without seeing them again. <laughs> and we, <laughs> we we're having a blast of a time. I mean, it was great. And every so often we'd have to shove off the bank with the water ski. <laughs> and so eventually Ben and Judah turned back up in a extremely hilarious boat with two guys. Was it a like, duck hunting boat? It's a duck hunting boat. The guy is a logger with the huge wide red suspenders. Yeah, ideal. That came. is the person you are hoping to it's find. It's the man you want in a time like this with a perfectly awesome duck hunting boat. Mm-hmm. So they tried various things on the engine. they were going to hotwire it, but then they couldn't reach the thing. It wasn't the battery. We tried several battery anyway. After boat maintenance on a calm river, we then, they had to tow us. And they towed us down to this other little lake that you access by means of a tiny channel that looks like, it's like a little stream. And so the fact that they were towing us down this windy, windy channel, and then you go under a bridge that you can't even believe. We had to take the, we have a rack on top of the boat. We had to take that the wake, off a wakeboard thing. Yeah. Like the tall, yeah. whatever it is. Anyway, we just take it off. And then we are like sitting in the boat and hand over handing under this little oh concrete bridge in order to get into the lake. And then suddenly there we are in a beautiful, huge, gorgeous lake. And anyway, Suffice it to say, now we're on the wrong side of the lake. Our car is on the other side of the lake. Anyway, what the, the wonderful logger, he went home. He borrowed his dad's minivan. He came back, picked us up, drove us to the nearest town. He knew right where we could pull over to get cell service. So at the top of a hill, he pulls over and we call Ben's mom, who drives up to pick us up. Then we have to drive all the way around the lake to the other side to get her car. Drive all the way back around the lake again to get the boat, and then drive home. So we got home at like one thirty in the morning, with a dead boat, and Ben didn't have any did more you, shoes. Did you haul
0: your boat back? You yeah, your, we hauled So the You boat. got your boat out. Of the we water. got our boat
1: home that night. But Where were Ben's shoes? Yeah, we where were Ben's shoes? It was when we we went back to the lake <laughs> in the deep darkness. And we were trying to remember, like, where is our boat even? like, oh, no yeah. <laughs> so we found it eventually. And then Ben and I, because we' sent the kids home right, in right. with his mother, and so it was Ben and I trying to load a dead boat in the pitch blackness in a mountain lake where there's no lights or anything. It sounds really chill to me. He, yeah, so I he,
0: don't know why this kind of behavior <laughs> needs its own verb, but it is this specifically is, Merkling. This is, what, is, Merkling it it is like. what Merkling is. It is what Merkling is for. so anyway,
1: Ben is doing the thing of like running into the water and to work with the boat and then having to run back in the car and back didn't it up a little have, bit didn't further. did you
0: have a Merkling moment with your boat where the pad that the boat rests, rests on just away. floated away while you're <laughs> Trying to, <laughs> while you're trying to load the dead boat onto the trailer and it just sort of leaves? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, part of our trailer just floated just off. Just floated
1: away. It's like that couldn't possibly. I have to say when we go-
0: take our boat down to down in the river south of us, not to the lake up north, but the Snake River. Yeah. And down there. I there is something that it's so beautiful and it is so quiet but every once in a while when we're like a little late on getting out I start mm-hmm. to be sweating bullets because yeah. it's like <laughs> getting dark there is no cell service for a very long way no. and so if,
1: if other boats are not necessarily going to come probably past. not at that point
0: yeah. no because further down it's a dam so it's yeah. really only a um yeah the only like business like the grain Mm-hmm. What is that? Those like, what are those called? The big freighters full of grain, yeah. you know, might go by or stuff, but it doesn't seem like the best place to get lost, no. but we do, no. but we risk it. We still love But see, love you're it.
1: not Merkles. So I feel like. If we were Merkles, we would not be afraid. We would just, <laughs> well, we would just do it. But <laughs> the thing, anyway, so Ben in the dark of the night, trying to load the boat, he's mm-hmm. jumping in and out of the water, backing the trailer a little bit further. And then we finally get it. We're like high five and we're on the road back. And Ben's like. <gasps> my shoes and somewhere so anywhere on the roof no, of the car, or? It, no they were just back at the lake he just oh. taken them off and left mm. them there and i was like you know what cost of do Markland. we care it's the at cost, all? It's the cost no, of work no we Markland, care not yeah? even a bit so we're gonna just start over with the shoes and um yeah so so, I funny. did that over the weekend, and then yesterday I bought a recklessly huge piece of furniture. My that my
0: word! It's, an, it's not reckless, but it's, it's enormous. It's reckless. It is.
1: We have sheet rockers coming. I was supposed to be emptying out the room. And you were like, What should I do
0: today? But locate yeah. and source a uh-huh. marble top buffet of power.
1: Huge. From the it's 1800s. Be, yeah, it's like 19th century. It's Bavarian. It has a marble top and a ridiculously pretty busy wizzy. It is you, over the top <laughs> carved wood shenanigans. It is full of beans. And that I one. don't know what possessed me to be like. I must buy this immediately with the money I had saved up for something totally different. Well, and so I did. I bought it. These things come
0: upon you. It it's, came. It home. was a one-time only offer. And
1: so not only are we trying to get the house ready for sheetrockers to show up, I'm also trying to move in a like nine foot tall antique thing which i yeah uh,
0: hutch, but i told her it's pretty she sent me her sheet rockers i was like you know if there was ever a piece of furniture that looked like it's done time under the holland covers <laughs> this <laughs> is it true. it true. can
1: do a few more Except decades under
0: the holland you covers. forget how
1: we remodel because holland covers or tarps or plastic in doorways <laughs> Never really enter into it. Ew, I always have good intentions. And neither do the paint clothes. nope not paint clothes. Just, so yeah, that's all right. But I'm hoping that like a week from now, I will have walls, and it will be so first world in my. It's gonna be amazing. It actually is gonna be pretty. I think when I'm we're when we're done. You. But it's it's a lot of a lot of shenanigans that mm-hmm. this house requires mm-hmm. of me. So that's what I've been doing. Nice. Getting stuck You've in rivers and buying more, carved Bavarian hatches.
0: I had a fun experience. So I have this, um, kind of mid-century modern, not Bavarian 1800s, but I feel like that. I have this funny mid-century little hutch that was a very ugly brown with tinted sliding windows on part of it. (laughs) I think they were tinted or maybe they were just tinted in spirit because I hated them so hard, (laughs) but I bought it at a yard sale years ago when we had the shop I used in the shop, but I painted it white and that's what I keep all my cookbooks on and stuff. Well, it has this perfect size little cabinet at the bottom on the bottom, right? That fits my KitchenAid and I have a big KitchenAid. So my KitchenAid has never fit on a countertop. Mm -hmm. anywhere because it is taller than all of the clearance cupboards. yeah 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 and so I've always kept it in there it's just like an ideal little place for it but it's also an easy open cupboard and it's also on the corner right next to our garbage can it's right also so when I realized that Moses had thrown away my KitchenAid attachments (laughs) it was already too far gone to get them back <laughs> never more shall they yeah. return the dough hook and the whisk but the beater bar I thought I lost all of them I thought they were all gone and I was like hello and we searched everywhere in the house like you know yeah. could he have taken these to the dress-ups but yeah but given his approach to the garbage we are pretty confident that that must have been where they went it's just yeah. too close maybe i'll happen upon them someday but i'm 99 yeah, percent sure them probably in 99 percent really? sure those went to the garbage <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so i was like i then i found somebody put the beater bar away in the wrong place so it was oh, not in there so lucky glory safe. days that yeah. i still have the beater bar so but the funny thing is my whole experience with that kitchen aid i don't care very much about the dough hook i'm not real whizzed up about the right, dough hook right but since losing it i have needed that thing like i feel like on a daily basis why for why i well i've been making bagels but it just keeps coming up like the moment when i would change from the beater bar to the dough hook keeps coming up like i needed to knead the dough for a while but now it's not it's Mm -hmm. not working sure because on the beater bar if it's a stiff enough dough it just blobs on it it's not working it around it's just blobbed. so It just keeps being on my mind. Well, I was making myself laugh with this since it got thrown away. Now I want it, you know, like you never cared when you had it, Rachel, but now that you lose it. So I post this on Facebook and immediately a friend comments. I have one. I never use if it fits your model. I'm like, well, what? Like, so I said, I have a professional six or whatever. She's like, yeah, that's the right. Like, so this is Valerie giving me her.
1: That's awesome.
0: And I was like, what? Well, then I get a, comment from another friend saying, I have an extra one. I was like, are you serious? Why does everyone have bonus dough hooks all over the place? Well then that was Kat, my friend, and she was going to pick up a board game that I was giving them that was on my front porch. Anyways, I texted her, said, sorry, Valerie already answered, whatever. Then she says she actually has the whisk, an extra whisk one, which I did not put in my Facebook status, but which I was also missing. So she's bringing me that. And then Valerie says, Valerie's giving me her dough hook and she needs a beater bar and then Kat had an extra beater bar for her. <laughs> so we basically did the great crowdsource the KitchenAid attachments <laughs> and we spread it all out. Kat got nothing except for Treasure goodwill the and a board game.
1: Yeah, That's okay. what she got out of it.
0: <laughs> Valerie and I though scored big on the KitchenAid yeah, attachments. No joke. But this is not an important anecdote except for it reminded me of something that I wanted to talk about which is that I think that sometimes women, this is, I just think this is an interesting topic of conversation. I told my husband recently, um, that I was thinking about how blessed we are to be living in a community where there are so many professional housewives, wives, and mothers. Like, yeah. and when I say professional, I'm not talking about working outside the home, although many of them do that in various capacities also, you know, mm-hmm. many of them are involved in all sure. kinds of other things. but knowing so many women who would be good at other jobs, right. like who are educated, who are self-disciplined, who are interesting driven women yeah. who have chosen to be at home with their children or throw themselves without worry for their reputation into menu planning or it is, um, who are like that. This is, is this striking. environment. No, it it's very it's shocking
1: and it's so powerful.
0: Yes, and this is what I think, and I know many of our listeners probably live in places where that sounds like, are you joking, that's so idyllic that there would be even someone who's kind of on the same page with right. you. And I and I understand that, except for here you are listening to this podcast. This is some community. You know, like there is, there is, I don't want this to be discouraging. I want it to be encouraging at looking at things that can happen over time as women do this. Because what happens is if women are not being competitive, that's a real ugly problem when it gets that way. But the amount of times (coughs) that I have had a friend text me a recipe or something that was like, you've got to try this or oh my word, I didn't realize doing this would be so feasible or messaging with someone about how she's working, making sourdough bagels into her regular routine or people who are challenging themselves to continue to like, like sourdough bread is a craze right now. The, the wild yeast. Because people make it for their friends, and then their friends are like, "Tell me how you did this," and then they're all trying it and passing it on. Like, basically,
1: that. it raises the bar for everybody when women throw themselves into stuff. Yes, it's because, because it's so contagious. When it's women, it's
0: contagious because one person makes a beautiful home, and then other people are like, "Okay, I want to do this. Like, yeah. I want to. Pers- I want to work on this." Or I can't believe that awesome meal that we had at their house. Or she told me it's actually not hard to knit your family Christmas stockings. Yeah, or look at or, your.
1: Yard. Look at how pretty that no, is. No, don't look at
0: my yard. Don't look at my yard.
1: <laughs> well <laughs> that's a can right there. We're sitting in
0: front of my house. Yeah. <laughs> Shadrach, there's a metal garbage can upside down in my front yard that Shadrach was actually beating the drums on that like it was a timpani earlier oh, today. Good. It actually no, but anyway, really well for that. You yeah.
1: know, like somebody who's amazing at their gardening or somebody who's good at decorating, somebody who's good at like mm-hmm. you know, orchestrating the multi child logistics oh, and that
0: sounds a little like a like a really poor thesis title
1: <laughs> orchestrating the multi-child
0: logistics but, no but you know
1: somebody who's just really good at something and then you see it and or you're just, inspired by it yes. and you learn and the thing that i love is um it's it's especially tempting to feel um inadequate or something if you look at a woman who's really good at that and you try to copy it exactly you know, like, like, I, I want need to be that has. person. Yeah. The thing that's fantastic is when you see something like that, that's inspiring, and then you make it your own. And I think that that's the... I think you make it your own by, A, not having a weird attitude about it. Like not not being no, like but, I have to do this because she did it and right. everyone will
0: think I'm a loser if I don't do but it. But see,
1: okay, this goes back to my peeve from maybe the '90s. Was it the '90s when I Tuscany Tuscany overswept the world? It felt like so, I think it must have been the early 2000s. Because was it, it was
0: it, I was so anti Tuscany. Yeah, because when we had everybody had faith.
1: Fake Tuscany in a well. In you a could package. go to Walmart
0: and get a Tuscany shower curtain or a Tuscany, or a Tuscany dish drainer. Yeah, or Tuscany toothbrush. Or the it Tuscan. Was all, it was the, like really, is that what is the iconic Tuscan
1: dream? Is, I know. Is rusty red. Well, and and like subdivisions in Idaho that are named Tuscany. And those paintings that were all of like cypress trees. Right. Spain. So yeah. But so anyway, the thing is, if we went to Tuscany, I know that both of us would be deeply enamored like, tusking tusking. <laughs> but the thing is is that we live here and there's people who try to like they travel and then they try to recreate at home something that they saw abroad but they right. try to duplicate it exactly mm-hmm. which is always going to be uh, it's always going to be not as good and it's going to be fakey the right. thing that's awesome is when people travel and then they they bring back inspiration incorporate things, and, we'll then they, and then they make it their own and they make it work in this place I, I have think
0: this, talked friends into trying things that I am still doing that they tried it and they don't do it right like where I'm like you should try this
1: it's so good but they left it and that's great they tried it they sure. moved on they're like that's not for me or but I just mean like you see something that another woman is doing well or that she's talented at and it inspires you maybe in the same way Tuscany might inspire you but then you don't try to just Um, you take it to your home and then take it out of context and plunk it down elsewhere. It's something where you, where you actually, um, grab it and then you try to, um, just make it individual for you. And I think Mm -hmm. when a lot of women are doing that, um, being inspired by each other and riffing off of what each other are doing, it develops a culture and I think this is what we were talking about earlier. This is how like regional cuisine happens.
0: Yeah. Because if something goes on the hot craze around all the ladies who are like, you did
1: what now? That was a great idea. Like, I love the idea of doing that. But how or, much, how much back on the travel thing, how much is that what, what travel is about is about going to see to go see the best of the, areas yeah and who is it that sorry. you were just really taking she's dismantling her i was phone. just
0: felt like there was water in the case of myself so phone.
1: that's what that weird popping noise yeah, i'm sorry is. about it sounds like anyway, i got
0: crazy popping my knuckles but i did not
1: <laughs> just taking her cell phone case just off. doing
0: some housekeeping um, well but the point is is when
1: when you travel it's not fun to go see like well, maybe some people to get into it. Suburban America, from town to town to town, can often. I don't see, know of anyone who tours yeah, suburbias. But it, it's <sighs> like it's all a bit vanilla, right? But the thing is, is well, I'm sure if you were Spanish, it would be very exotic. But <laughs> but the point is, is like when you go somewhere, <laughs> Spanish <you> people want... <laughs> love the most mellow, plain Jane things, and no, they get exotic. No, but it's I, I always loved hearing the European take that on America. That is true. That is interesting. Where what yeah. like one one lady was like, it's just like the movies. Everybody has screen doors. You're like, wait, like what? Why don't you have a screen door? But the point is now we're very off topic. What I'm trying to say is that regional culture is what makes it so fun to go visit places. And that is something that the women do, right? That is, it's, it's the women's.
0: Well, something um, I wanna, I wanna bring up that C.S. Lewis quote. If you're feeling like lonely uh, or like, why don't I have friends who do this or whatever? many years ago well the c.s lewis quote is those who are going nowhere can have no fellow travelers (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's such an appropriate thing to this is that women ex like there's this false sense that uh good friendship would be like you get together with a coffee and you just sort of really understand each other's souls and you just share and you talk about yourself, you talk about yourselves and you pour everything out. But the reality is like the closest, best friendships that I have with people have all been forged
1: through doing common tasks. But that's what Lewis said. I don't know if it's the same place, but Lewis says, um, it's about standing shoulder to shoulder. It's yes, not about not, gazing into each other's eyes. Yeah, I think... And, and is I he do talking about think, marriage and that? I think, I'm probably. sure it's in the four loves or somewhere yeah, that he I think says it that. Yeah, But the thing is, like, it is funny when friend, friendships feel like they have to be... Like it's romance instead yes. of,
0: like, what we need to do. Like, I can't have a real Christian woman friend unless we have just shared the depths yeah. with one another rather than being and you're comrades. like why no. why not just be brothers in arms and texting yeah. each other like no once really... again i failed to do whatever you know like because yeah. i have lots of friends and what's funny and what's awesome about a big community is that you end up having friends who it's like a venn diagram where uh, with this person i only share a small margin of what we actually have in common right but we can have a full-bodied Thren- friendship because of this small margin where it's like, if I have questions about cooking, I would talk to this person. Yep. If I tried an exotic recipe, it might be this person. If I am going to talk about yarn and knitting and something, it would be with this person. Yeah. If I want to talk bread baking and everything it's with this person. Like you have a, diverse group of people it's like oh who's good at this
1: I should talk to them about this like who's who does this And, and I do think that's actually an important point that should be noticed is that friendship um really should be about being comrades yes. in in another calling and yeah, not absolutely. have it because the th- how many friendships are so self-absorbed and boring? The because, pits. Because the absolute pits. Because all you like, can do is share some more about talk your feelings. or more about my feelings. And yeah. it's not
0: like there's no place for wait, that. Wait, let's go over my feelings one more time. I'm in yeah. the mood to get together. I, th- I think that... Um, that I think that's a just a super important thing for women to stop expecting friends to, to be, be people who are filling your every emotional need.
1: Yeah, or to have it be like a weird romance yes. Um, yeah it's 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 the romance of being
0: like obsessing over one another or delighting in someone it's like no honestly
1: or kind of like i want to analyze your soul yes i I, I
0: prefer my friendships to be sort of like like the kind of conversations you would have with a good running partner where where you're both so busy exerting yourselves You're both so busy that you can enjoy things together. You enjoy the work together. But you're not. It's a very different situation than just talking just to talk. Yeah. You're like we're working. We're encouraging one another. We're coming along. We're enjoying one another's victories of like you know. But it's not
1: to say that there's no place forever helping friends through hard times. Emotional hard times they're dealing with. Uh, That's all good. Well
0: I believe. I, I know what you're saying and I agree with that. That's true. I also think that on the whole christian women fail in the area of thinking that that's what it's all about not yes, in I not in the area of thinking you should never help a friend through a hard no, time
1: no i think we definitely our culture errs on the side of let's all splash around in our feelings and talk about no, them just some being
0: more bizarrely like oh so i had um back when i was 18 at the crisis pregnancy center volunteering <laughs> That's what I was doing, volunteering at the crisis pregnancy center, not <laughs> <laughs> not visiting. Just clarifying that, and um, and I was the youngest by a long shot, and I was also not married, and most of the rest of them were, and. Um, I just kept being horrified by things that happened. Anyways, but one of them was really comic. A woman was like, "I'm so sorry that you couldn't come with us on our retreat this weekend," and I was like, "Oh, it's fine. Didn't make it." And she said, "No, it was just amazing. We were just able to just sit around and really share about how our husbands were not meeting our needs." <laughs> Here I am 18, unmarried, unequipped to rebuke at the moment knowing it would have gone nowhere good had I rebuked and but all the same looking for all the world like actually I'm just tying everything together that Woodhouse quote that I ran into upon Facebook somebody didn't cite it they just said Woodhouse but it said He wore the expression of a man who had been looking for the leak in life's gas pipes with a lighted candle. (laughs) 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 And that was me. It was me like, you did what now? Like, it never occurred to me that that uh, would be the way we would openly talk like, like we were able
1: unpack my sin closet. oh the
0: best thing that i did we were able to just sit around and just gossip hardcore and slander some people disrespect Disrespect
1: and disrespect and so good admire each other's sins yeah really put them away back in their treasured places yeah
0: honor one another for having told about <laughs> our sins but not confessed them it was like <laughs> this is not how Christian women are supposed to be handling things but I think if you are feeling really lonely like I here's some actual super practical tips if you're feeling really lonely or like you know some Christian women but you don't know how to get how to start a friendship with people I think one of the best things you can do is get someone to do something with you like to work on something together to do a I have a number of different sets of friends for different in different Mm -hmm. things. That's like when we work on this, like I had a group of friends that we started a Slack group. Um, Slack is like a workforce thing. It's like basically group texting in an app. Yeah. But we started it where it was just a reading. When it first started, it was just a reading challenge. Like we all say what book we're going to read that month. You pick your own. It was like a book group, but you pick your own book and Uh say what you're going to read and keep each other posted. And it was a great way to get to know people and have like, and, and without the weird pressure of being like, would you like to be one of my closest friends? (laughs) Like it was like you can let that kind of thing happen naturally from working hard together.
1: And also, I think, I think it's also about deciding to challenge yourself to get better at your job. You know, it's like, you've got all of these things to do every day. Wouldn't it be nice to get good at them? And then look around and think, what resources do I have? Who can I ask? Who could teach me about this? Where could I learn about that? Who knows how to reupholster their own furniture? I need to talk to her. Um, and then just ask because. Lots of times that is a huge. um, Lots of times people are thrilled to do it. Yeah, they're
0: like, "Yes, I would love to teach you how to make bread or how to." And I've had people come over to teach them how to make bread or how to do knitting or various things. A lot of times people just are insecure at starting up on something. Like it just feels. Yeah,
1: and but I do think that the power of a community of women who are all shoulder to shoulder, dedicated to getting better at this thing, is an incredibly Mm. powerful force. And I think, and they... it
0: makes there are i in an ideal world we're not probably perfect at this, but there are women in our community who for various reasons can't be at home like that they would love to, but yeah. cannot you know hard providences or things mm-hmm. um where they have to work full time, but they still really value what's going on in the home but having a community of women who are dedicated to their homes is a far better support to that woman. If they're being really faithful, if the women are being faithful and not competitive and not hideous. And that's the
1: other thing I think we should say is it seems like one of the places women go off the rails about this is where they stop being open handed and they, they want to be known as the person who knows how to knit they don't right. want know they don't other want people other people and they don't to know um, how to knit and so then they get a little so bit Thomas, like let me kind of throw my elbows a little bit I've always and, thought an incredibly convicting quote is I
0: think it was Thomas Watson I just remember writing it in a commonplace book probably okay. in high school but it was about the crown of Christ and it was saying like it was basically about how you ought to be happy when other Christians excel and, mm, and it was yeah. basically saying, how could you... How would one jewel in Christ's crown... Like, if your whole purpose is glorifying Christ, then why would you ever resent one that shines brighter? Yeah. Like, if you're like, yeah. I'm pouring my whole life into glorifying God and Christ. So when someone's doing a more brilliant job of it right next to me, it's actually accomplishing the purpose I'm yeah. hoping for and that instead of it being like you're saying but I wanted to be the brightest yeah. jewel I want of the, the bread baking crown yeah that or will this, glorify God and this was gonna
1: be my territory I wanted to be known as the person who makes a really good baby carrot casserole at the potluck Wow and, <laughs> a baby carrot casserole <laughs> Is there? I want to Google this out. No, I... Pinterest. Just, you know nowhere. that Show came from? Show me a baby carrot castle. Let casserole. me tell you where that came from. The darkest recesses of my potluck experience <laughs> i remember going down that line and and you look at sometimes at potlucks don't you do this you walk down and oh you're yeah, like, i think how is it this like, is normal this must someone. be your favorite thing that you brought well or knowing something. what i've
0: taken to potlucks occasionally yeah. i don't think so Because but this was a
1: weird it was a casserole dish with carrots oh my word it's
0: coming up maybe yeah. carrot casserole no really recipes. is it a thing <gasps>
1: yeah
0: i think this thing may have a cornflake on it
1: oh this is dark you know how women want to be known for this is my trademark i'm the one who makes a lemon meringue pie that is not a cornflake it's not what is it but it it is this has got to be
0: i told the most underwhelming Oh. oh Oh my word! And such an ugly picture. All right, here we go, guys. Two pounds baby carrots, one cup chopped onion, one cup mayo. No yes, one cup grated cheddar, half cup of sugar. what? Yeah, ten buttery round crackers crushed. I'm
1: surprised. Mayo, it's Ooh. like a hot dip.
0: It's like so a hot weird. cheese dip. so
1: weird well but anyway well, now we know now we know about now that we know that that's and exists. it just came forth from from my memories of long ago <sighs> suppressed but, baby carrot casserole yeah, feelings yeah. and then i just remember seeing that and being like really this was worth a repeat was it but anyway who knows maybe it's incredibly delicious but i'm just saying like women tend to want i wanted to be the gardener i wanted to be the person who well this is somehow important house. to my identity and
0: the reality is I think the heart of that backing up further, these are like keys to being a really functional, happy part of a Christian women's community. Yeah. Backing up past that is the desire to work hard your whole life because it is, you don't get to stop. You don't get to just ride the glory of your cake that you made once for forever yeah like and I have and things like that that I thought you know was making it you might have to try another recipe well maybe you're gonna have to keep you're gonna have to try harder to surprise and bless people with the food that you have made right or and so when actually
1: being open-handed with other women like that I think actually results in all the women Thriving. Thriving and stepping up and getting better. And that is such a persuasive, powerful force yes, for the gospel. Yes, in town, in
0: everywhere, in, like, children growing up in that kind of community. It's an amazing thing to have these women. I guess I was seeing about this because I was talking to my husband about the professional field. We're a small town. And I yeah. was like, what's amazing is how many very well-qualified women we have who are not in the actual business yeah. field. And I was like, that's a really... Like they're all, they're well (coughs) qualified to do big work.
1: Eminently employable women, yes,
0: and they're doing it. They're throwing all of their talent and their ingenuity and their uh, ideas and their creativity into building their homes and their families and their culture,
1: which is building culture. It's broader than just your own little home. It really is a powerful thing,
0: and it's beautiful because it's i love how many i guess it's just all these older a lot of them feel like old quaint arts but but they're things i think i've there are just things that i i i feel like i'm tapping into it you mentioned your peeve from the 90s and this is probably one of my peeves from about that far back because i knit if you knit a pair of socks that's like way too many hours Right. Okay. And then people in the knitting world are hilarious nincompoops about this kind of thing because they're like, well, plus I'm a skilled laborer. Like, this is not a minimum wage job. This oh. is like, because this took me a long time to develop this much skill. Right. right. So now I like should not be 50 hours. Right. And then people, and, and people get all huffy because people always say you should knit me a pair of those socks or you mm. should knit me. So because it is often talked about in terms of a transaction of some kind. So you say you're going to make a really rad pair of socks for yourself. You're probably going to spend at least, at least 20, probably between 20 and $30 on the yarn for a pair of socks for yourself. Yeah. You could do it cheaper, but they would not be as rad. Like there, there are lesser, less expensive yarns. So you start with that and then you add your hours. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that, you have a pair of socks that is in no way worth itself. Like, (laughs) like this is not a monetary exchange. No. Like we don't do this to save money. We don't do this. This is not that. So what people do is they're like, well, I'm a skilled laborer. So that work, like this pair of socks is actually worth $250 and someone ought to be willing to pay for this or they're a total hypocrite and a coward. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is how it escalates very yeah. quickly. But the thing that I think is that, no, that's why everyone used to have to knit. Like, that's not, that's not why, it's not that this is worth that much. Everyone had to do it because it was never worth that much. And then the thing is, is that now, and this is the point that I was bringing into the discussion we were just having, is that now the only way you can get yourself a pair of hand knit socks is do it yourself or have someone who loves you do it for you (laughs) because it's probably not worth it to most people to pay what they're worth in time and labor. But in terms of something that's complete, you know, those, what is it? Visa, the, the priceless, that, that whole thing in terms of what it's actually worth in the life of people, what does it mean to your child when someone who is this, who has other things they could be doing? invested time in doing this for them or when you could have bought a thing at baskin robbins for their birthday but this time you made them something really special Mm -hmm. or you did those things the investments like that are very disproportionate in how they affect people
1: yeah growing up yeah how they affect as long as they don't come with a lot of emotional guilt baggage
0: is the worst but that's the same with
1: helping other
0: women as so long as you're not being a weird so long as you're all just being really open handed and like that, you think to yourself, I want to glorify God by making wonderful meals for my family and blessing the people around me. And then, and also it's I that, would be just as pleased if my neighbor and friend glorified him all the more by being much better at it, it than me. But it's that
1: Ronald Reagan quote of, you there's no limit to what you can no to what you can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit if you
0: yeah and which is just a life slogan for everyone yeah back back in the day with becca and i we had this little kitchen on ten seventeen east east street as i recall <laughs> and we were roller skating in the, kitchen. In, the kitchen. in the kitchen in the kitchen i'm four years younger than becca so at the age where i was just learning to roller skate i was probably like six and you were ten or something yeah yeah and um She was like, Rachel, this is how you turn. And you're like, you know, Mm -hmm. put your feet in the V. Mm -hmm. So you swirl around to the outside. And I did it. And I think it was the first time I ever successfully did that. Oh, yeah.
1: I remember this.
0: Yeah. And then mom says, Rachel, aren't you so glad you have an older sister who can teach you to do things like that? And I said, nope. Nope. I did it all by myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying is don't let that spirit sneak in to your to your
1: sharing with like, other people. I don't want to tell anybody that I learned this from a friend. I want to act like Well it, like it, this was just
0: my own sheer brilliance. Or yeah. I'm going to hide it from them that this is actually a yeah. really simple method that yeah. that really because yeah. a lot of stuff is like that. Like it is uh-huh. Once you get through it, you're that's like, true. actually, this is very doable. I know. And most of us could do it. That's true.
1: So that's good. That's Alrighty. our plug. So recommend. I have a recommend cause you, you do mentioned it. this earlier.
0: This is a recommend
1: that I should take Test to heart to myself. No, I need to obey my own recommend here. Okay. Cause I do make my students do it. And, um, oh, the commonplace book, Yeah, the commonplace Fun. book. It's actually a really, oh, I love it. It's a great, thing to do. And I actually, when I went through Logos and then when I went through NSA, it was not a thing yet. Mm. I think when you did, you, you had to keep a commonplace book, which is just like get a blank book. And, and actually the sort of medieval commonplace book was not really this, but so it, it's become its own sort of thing now, but just write things down that are striking that to are you. like say like commonplace. Yeah. Like quotes, um, things that you might
0: Hi, it's basically like what's funny is that when I started at commonplace I haven't used one in a long time and it would be it's a good idea I should get back to it but when I started in high school I still remember tons of the quotes that I wrote down in high school
1: yeah yeah like because I was you do, just because take when you're writing it them down.
0: and I did it I think I categorized them so I had a cute journal basically and I used paper clips on the sides to like make sections. Okay. And so I had like Bible quotes. Mm-hmm. And then I had like pop culture quotes. Mm-hmm. And I had like great literature quotes. And then I had a few that was like on feminism or on where I right. just sort of had, and then I had an index in the bag. That was. Taking it to the next level. That's great. I think we were supposed to. So you were I I don't think that that was just my own sheer wit, but I think you're supposed to. And we would take I think we would take a do
1: it more like that next year. You should,
0: but then we would take a minute to we'd have to read something from our commonplace book aloud. And oftentimes everybody would enjoy the same thing. So people would be writing it down like, Oh, that's a good one or but I still remember lots of lots of quotes just because I because they struck me in high school and I, and then I wrote them down in my commonplace book, like mm-hmm. Charles de Gaulle saying the graveyards are full of indispensable people.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's and actually like, just so great. like
0: how long ago was I in high school? And you remember a it. very long time I ago. Know.
1: Yeah. So keeping a commonplace book is a great idea. It's different than a journal because it's more stuff that you just want to remember, like quotes also, to remember later. Also I have a later. Nate
0: quote. I have two Nate quotes. So it's even when I was in high school, Now that Nate's a well known author. Yeah. But the quotes that I have from him were Grapes are God's jelly beans (laughs) (laughs) and someone stood out like spats at an Indiana picnic. It's Woodhouse. Well, my
1: kids have started. This is so evil of them. I need to have access to it. They've started a Google Doc amongst themselves that they can all contribute to. That is just commonplace quotes oh, from, from you, me. right? Yeah,
0: I remember. <laughs> they told me that. And they we're pulling and up they, some of them.
1: They pull them out and they'll be they'll be like standing around, and I'll be I'll haul off. Becca's a like, great innovators of the English language, and so I'll just pop off with something, and one of them whips out their phones, and is like ha ha, ha and uh, put that on it. the Google Doc. I, I have not actually gone and looked at this Google Doc, but I do call my children weird names. So I think those make it in. Well,
0: our mom always innovated with nicknames, yeah. but we've noticed mom's, mom's, uh, the, what is Her the word talents for? in that direction? Her talents. No, that's not what I was going to say. The theme. The theme that runs throughout is food. The nicknames. Uh, maybe. Because there's sport cake <laughs> or turkey
1: noodle. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, And I'll just pop off with whatever comes to hand. So I'll be like, hey there, Pop-Tart. And mm, yeah. it's just, uh, who knows what might come out. Do you I have don't lots know. of nicknames
0: for your kids? We have in what feels sometimes like far too many.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Like where you refer to someone as Pop-Tots. And, <laughs> and um, you saying Pop-Tart made me think of, we Pop-Tots as Chloe for a long time. But when I use one of those on someone else and they're all like... I'm not Pop Tots or whatever. You're like, well, anyone can be a Pop Tots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let oh, me clarify. Well, look, we're way over time again. Look Are we? How, well, it's about no, the same. No, we're not. It's the same amount we're of over time. We're a day late in a minute too I know, long. I know.
0: Not a day late. Well, three days late,
1: basically. But we'll be on time when we post it. If this comes out in a minute. Well, then. have all of you have a wonderful have a time. luscious week. Yeah, rest all of right. it. All right.
0: All right. Goodbye. Till next
1: time.